Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hey everyone, looking for lending for your next project? Well, we want to introduce you to Fund That Flip. So what is Fund That Flip? Well, Fund That Flip is fast, affordable funding for your next real estate transaction. And trust me, we know. We've used them and are using them currently for deals that we're working on flipping homes. So if you want white glove service, check out Fund That Flip for great terms, reliable service, just everything you're looking for from a funding partner. Peely, where can we find them? You can find them at fundthatflip.com backslash REI Foundation. Again, that's fundthatflip.com backslash REI Foundation. What are you waiting for? Hi, everyone, and welcome again to the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Peely. Today, we have the beautiful and awesome Amanda Nadia Abdel Sayed joining us today. Hi, Amanda. Hey, how are you guys? Doing great. And a little bit more about Amanda. Amanda started her passion for real estate at the age of 19, purchasing her first investment property in 2007. She built a successful career in corporate advertising and owned her own marketing company before jumping over to real estate full time. And in the first few months, Amanda dominated sales and the sales goals in the office and became the top producer at Signature Realty. Her first full year as a real estate agent successfully closed over $20 million in real estate transactions, earning the (laughs) highest level award for Realtor Circle of Excellence Platinum. First Uh, year. Yep. First year. She's also top agent magazine and New Jersey monthly magazine and a rising star real estate agent and was named the top 10 most active real estate agents by Property Spark. And currently- not to mention also ranked top 1% in all realtors in New Jersey. And lastly, and this is amazing, she most recently traveled to Guatemala on a missions trip with several others to build homes in Guatemala City, uh, Garbage Dump. Awesome. Huge give back. Well, welcome, yeah. Amanda. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's really an honor and a pleasure to be here. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you for and being on. So you have this great corporate advertising job. You, you start this awesome marketing company, and then all of a sudden you say, I'm going to real estate what caused the jump and what really led you down this path? So I feel like I had real estate in my blood at a young age. I mean, when I bought my first place at 19, um, it was an awesome and euphoric experience. Um, Little did I know that it was 2007 and the market would come crashing down right after. Um, So I was just getting into college at the time and I figured, you know what, let me, take the corporate route, let me learn and do my thing. I started working in the city, um, doing corporate advertising. And I always had that passion for real estate, but I just didn't know how to get into, get back into it. So, um, you know, life threw me a curveball, And uh, a few years ago, I was actually involved in a pretty serious car accident where I was like out of commission, out of work. I couldn't work in the city anymore. And I was like just dying to do something because it's not in my blood to just sit still. So I was like, well, and at the time I had started looking for homes so that I could move closer to the city. So I said, let me get my real estate license so I don't have to bother any realtors and I can just go on my own and try to like find a place to buy. So I ended up feeling better going back to work 
um, in the city. And right away, just being back in that environment, I was like, this is not for me. And um, then three months in, I quit, uh, left cold turkey. And I was like, I have my real estate license now, so might as well do this. And I started real estate full time. Wow. Talk about burning bridges. Yeah, you just, yeah. jump, <laughs> jump, you just right jump right into it. So, am I, and I'm reading this correctly. You successfully closed over $20 million in your first year. That's like almost unheard of. Yeah. How did you get to that point? Who taught you? And how can I get their number? <laughs> so, um, you know, I actually started, I got my real estate license um, to purchase properties for myself and I really wanted to rehab properties. So I was doing kind of both simultaneously. I was, um, I joined fortune builders. So I was really getting that real estate education, but then I also was rehabbing my own projects and looking for that and just being in that network. Um, I started meeting a lot of real estate investors and I was like, well, I don't have any money right now. And I have a room full of people that need to sell houses. So, um, I just started networking and it wasn't really so much. My intention wasn't really to just go there to get listings. It was really to just surround myself with really great investors and learn from them. And they were saying, Hey, you have a marketing background. Um, why don't you list? my property. Well, actually I kind of told them I wanted to list their property. My, my first um, listing was someone from the group and I basically gave him no choice. Um, <laughs> so I like blew it out of the park. I was just like really excited and I leveraged all of my past and previous marketing experience um, to do things that were kind of out of the box and not traditional. And um, we ended up getting, I think it was a, we had it listed for 270, we sold it for 290, and we had like seven offers. And that was my first listing, and it was like the best, most amazing experience to be able to um, help my seller, um, you know, they're building a company, and just be able to get them over ask, like way above what they were even anticipating, and then helping a family on the other side um, and selling it so quickly and all of the deals and the negotiating, it was just this like rush and I just wanted more. So um, then word spread among this community of investors and before you knew it, they were all coming to me like, hey, can you duplicate your results for my property? Um, and it just started happening organically. That is an amazing start. And absolutely incredible. And there's a lot of stigma that can go around with, with working with investors. Um, just you know, lots of times that you get the stigma that they're going to put in low-ball offers or, or really just try and nickel and dime. What have you found are, are some successful tips for really making such a successful relationship working with investors in the properties? Well, I mean, I would say be true to who you are. So I first started wanting to, wanting to be an investor myself. And... Um, and I had my marketing experience, so they kind of went hand in hand and I wasn't really forcing it, but I was so eager to learn that I was willing to do whatever it took to learn and understand what they were going through, the challenges that they were having, learning, going on the jobs, the job sites, um, pulling the comps for them, uh, when they were getting funding. A lot of this was before I was ever guaranteed any listings, but I was just really eager to learn. 
Um, so um, from that, I have learned so much in terms of construction experience, uh, reviewing floor plans, dealing with contractors, um, what steps and, and systems need to be in place, and the timeline of things, how um, financing should work. And from there, I was able to kind of connect the dots and provide my investors as much value as possible wherever there was a weakness in their business. Wow. Awesome. So we talked briefly before we got on the call and you have done a bunch of properties yourself. So tell us, tell us a little bit about what your first deal looked like. So my first deal was actually brought to me from another investor. Um, they went to the property and uh, they couldn't make a deal with the homeowner. They were just being really like strict on their number. So they basically were willing to walk away from it. And I said, you know, before you walk away from it, maybe you could give me an opportunity. Maybe it'll work for me with my numbers. So I went there and um, was able to talk to the homeowner and they ended up selling it to me directly <laughs> for just $5,000 more than the other um, homeowner. And it was just my personality, they just wanted to work with me. And I mean, the, the investor was pretty strict on his number and he was all for like, hey, you know, if, this, if they wanna sell it to you, it's all yours by all means. So um, then I took that as my first project. It was a two bed, two bath condo um, right around the corner from my office. And uh, it was good because it was enclosed within four walls. Um, but I mean, there was still a lot of learning, a lot of challenges. Um, we started demoing the bathroom and my neighbor's bathroom tiles started falling. Oh. So it was um, definitely an experience, but I'm really grateful for it. And it kind of got me started um, investing and it really helped me understand because I was managing the whole process myself, dealing with contractors, getting the multiple bids, what the timeline of things should be. I mean, I had a folding table here in the condo, just watching them with my laptop. It was crazy. But, um, you know, I realized that I had to be on the job every single day to make sure things were moving along smoothly. So from there, um, I uh, realized that it wasn't exactly my expertise, but I was still eager to learn and really take it as more of a learning, you know, to help me build my education working with builders and investors. So um, I went on to renovate or rehab two more additional properties from there. Fantastic. I mean, it sounds like I was going to ask you the question, what do you think puts you above and beyond another agent who's trying to work with an investor? But you just gave me the answer right there. You know what it takes to get into this investing world that we all live in. Yeah. You are the like, the quintessential like investors agent because you know exactly what they need. So why yeah. do you think it's so paramount that so many realtors do not do any kind of investing? What holds them back? I don't know. I mean, being a realtor is relatively low risk um, and being an investor is really high risk. And I mean, I understood that and I wanted to really understand the pressure of having all of that risk on you. Um, so it takes someone that's really risk averse to be able to invest in properties. And that's not necessarily for everyone, but I think if you are going to be a, an investor's agent, it's really important and crucial for you to know and understand those challenges so that when the home is sitting on the market, um, if, 
you know, if that does happen, you're realizing why and what are the creative things that you could do to get it sold. I mean, I treat all of my clients homes as if they're my own properties and I'm trying to sell them. And when they're feeling the pinch, I'm feeling the pinch. So, um, you know, just really treating your clients as you want to be treated and flip that switch. And as for an investor, what are some things investors can do to, to better set themselves to work with realtors to really achieve their goals? So there is no one size fits all. Um, realtors are very different. The same realtor that's finding you the deal might not necessarily be the same realtor that's going to do the best job selling the deal on the back end. So I think that's a, a misconception that a lot of investors should realize. Um, those are two completely different skill sets. Um, so selling it on the back end, you want someone that's going to really be a top producing agent, um, really uh, be savvy with different marketing techniques, um, social media, online, everything right now, the buyer, buyers are primarily searching online. Nobody's really looking um, to see, you know, in the Homes and Land magazine at your, your grocery store. So um, uh, just know having that right teammate on your side to help you sell the property. And then if you are looking for agents to help you purchase properties. Um, there's a lot of really great REO agents um, and a lot of other agents that, you know, come across bank owned properties and might have pocket listings. Um, and that would be your best bet, but that's a completely separate agent. So as an investor, how would I go about finding these right agents? Um, I would say um, if you're looking for deals with agents, get, um, get in touch with a great REO agent. There's a few um, that uh, work in this area, but with those REO agents, they want to make sure that you're a serious investor and that you have all of your ducks in a row. And when you say you're going to close, you're going to close. Um, in terms of finding the right agent to sell and market your properties, I mean, doing an online search in your area, who are the top agents in your town and who are the top agents in um, New Jersey and who's really producing and selling at an incredible level um, because that's the person that's going to market your property as you know insanely as prop as possible so what, what are some of the Amanda ninja marketing tricks that you use to really oh you're gonna out? make me give away my secrets now just one just, just one just one one or a okay. hundred whatever comes first so um, I have a strategy for everything that I do but one strategy that's crucial, um, well, I'll give you two. How about that? Yeah. Um, so before, um, like I don't wait until a home is done to start marketing and trying to bring a buyer in. My ideal um, scenario, and which has helped me really be successful and why a lot of investors and builders love me, is <laughs> um, because I try to pre-sell every property. So I invest really heavily in online marketing um, to pre-sell the properties and gather all of the right buyers for that market. Um, there's a lot of different um, programs and things through Zillow, Trulia, um, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, but really trying to pre-sell the property before um, it hits the MLS and before it's listed. Once 
Um, if I if the home isn't pre-sold, um, then the second ninja tip um, that I would do is uh, once the home is completely clean, done, staged, I get professional photography done, and then I really want to create that um, anticipation at the first open house. So I'll list the home on let's say a Monday I'll delay all showings until the open house on Sunday and then all of the agents that were dying to see this property that just got listed everyone brings their buyers to the open house on Sunday and all the buyers are like oh there's so many buyers here this must be a great property and uh, usually by you know the middle of the week I have multiple offers on my properties and uh, it's I would say nine out of ten properties I have a bidding war that is amazing. For any of you naysayers out there that might be like, oh, no, she can't, she can't be the perfect agent. Trust me, I follow her on Facebook. Anytime, anytime Amanda has a new property on my, my inbox gets inundated. <laughs> I see her property everywhere and it's too bad. I, it's, it's too bad I'm not in the market to buy a new house because I would buy one of hers. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so how has your business now evolved today? What, what is your business currently looking like today? So um, right now I have a group working with me. So I'm really fortunate and blessed to be able to have so much business that I have other people on my team that are also helping me out. Um, I focus primarily my business now working on listings. That's my primary focus. Um, and then the other members of my team, uh, because we have so many buyers that we're working with, um, they're working primarily with any of the buyers, but we have a really serious pulse on the market and understand the needs of our buyers. And a lot of times we're able to connect the buyers with the properties before they even hit or even customize them for each other. Wow. That's fantastic. So, so are you finding deals off the MLS for your buyers or is this just, you just keep your eye on everything that comes through? Well, I'm just keeping my eye on everything that comes through. I mean, I primarily try to sell my buyers anything in my inventory. Um, that's first. And um, because it, it helps everyone. Um, yeah. It's kind of like exactly what they're looking for. And then my sellers are happy. So, um, so yeah, I would say first I try to connect any of our buyers with our inventory. Um, and then if not, then um, my buyer's agents will take them out to other listings that may work for them. So as an, as an investor, how do you find deals? How do I find deals? So I will give you another ninja tip. Ninja um, tip! <laughs> the deals on the MLS are far and few between. Um, and once they hit the MLS, there's going to be a bidding war. Everyone is looking for those deals on the MLS. So... Um, if you are an investor looking for deals, I would say the best way is to narrow it down to your target market. So whatever your town is that you're looking for deals in. And I literally would drive for dollars. Um, I print out a Google map and sometimes we do this, um, print out a Google map, drive for dollars, um, and highlight the routes as you're going through them and just make your own personal list of all of the properties that look like they're either abandoned or falling apart or, you know, need some work. And then you have your own customized list of properties that's like specific to you and your target market. And um, then I would just mail out to those properties. 
Great Fantastic. tip. Great, Great tip, tip, especially in such a competitive market. Yeah. In, in terms of your business right now, what, what's some part of your team or, or your business that you're looking to, to grow or develop? So um, I would say right now I'm desperately looking for an admin, <laughs> um, someone that could um, just help with the organization on the team. We have a lot going on. Um, so if there's anyone out there that wants an office manager or admin position i'm hiring <laughs> we're in new jersey by the way so yeah in new jersey and um i would say the the one thing that we really need to do is systematize and really create structure around our business um i mean my forte is i'm a connector and matchmaker so i love building relationships and connecting people with the right opportunities um, whether it's investors that need funding or um, if they're looking for, you know, if they need a buyer or a buyer looking for the perfect house or whatever the scenario is, I'm always connecting people. And that's kind of really what's helped me be successful. But in terms of structure and systems and organization, <laughs> um, that's why I'm looking to hire that office manager right now <laughs> um, to kind of just take some of that. Um, off my shoulder so I could focus on what my strengths are. Perfect. And we're huge on systematization here because that's the only way to grow. The only yeah, way to, for sure. to bring your business to the next level, especially if you already have, like you have the marketing, you have the connections, you have, you have like the, the mojo of the, of the business, but having the systems definitely Definitely yeah. helps. We've broken our systems many times. Yes. So <laughs> if we look in the future to, over these next five years, where does the Amanda and Nadia group go? Are you looking to grow the investor side or grow the broker agent uh, real, realtor side? Where, where are you going in your business? So um, I'm a big person on knowing your strengths. And I know that my strength is in marketing and selling properties for top dollar. My weakness is managing construction guys and rehabbing properties. <laughs> um, so I don't necessarily see that part of my business growing. I mean, I would like to, um, you know, definitely grow as an agent to get into commercial and multifamily. Um, and maybe I'll do some more investing in that realm, but my, all of my investments are really helped to make me grow. And then any knowledge that I get from those investments, I take and share with my clients. So as my investors are growing from rehabbers to builders, um, I want to take them to the next level to multifamilies and commercial. And, um, as I grow and as they grow, I want all of us to grow together. Nice. I love, I love the, the mindset you have. It's, Thanks. it's really, it's really amazing. It's like you want to grow, but you want to bring everybody else with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you consider your, your, your big why for doing all this? You have so much going on. I mean, my big why, um, I, I mean, I'm a very faith centered person and I just want to be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. Um, I want to be a light in this world and help as many people as possible. Um, you know, my mom like created a really strong foundation for me and, um, I would love to retire her. <laughs> so I see, I have her picture on my phone and like, I look at that and I'm like, okay, until I retire my mom, I'm not, um, 
I'm not there yet. But um, yeah, just really, you know, helping as many people as possible, um, you know, achieve their dreams. So whether it was their American dream of purchasing a home or whether it's their dream, entrepreneurial dream of getting started in the real estate business and seeing that grow and flourish because behind every one of my clients, whether it's a buyer or a seller, there's a family involved and they have their own lives. So, um, so yeah, that would be my why just helping us all grow together. That's fantastic. You want to be a light. That's, that's amazing. So Tell us a little bit of some of the things that you're working on currently. I've seen this on Facebook, so and I don't know if you want to let it out of the yeah, capital of right now, but I'll let so, you know, this one. You know um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, so uh, we're actually getting ready to launch a podcast ourselves um, awesome. with myself and my boyfriend, Gabe De Silva. Um, and we're launching a podcast called Real Estate Riches Podcast. Should be launching uh, the beginning of July. And uh, we're going to be interviewing other successful people in the real estate industry that have gained their riches either monetarily or, you know, however the real estate industry has fulfilled them in their own life and really getting to know them and getting an understanding of what has made them so successful. Fantastic. So what was the title of your podcast again? Real Estate Riches Podcast. So we all have to look for that coming in July. Yeah. Gabe Silva sounds familiar. We had him on an earlier episode on the show talking about amazing systems for flippers. And if you are flipping houses, you definitely have to go back and check out that episode. Yeah. We'll put the episode number in the show notes. I think it was 113, but I'm Something probably like that. wrong. So. <laughs> and talking about somebody, a guy that knows systems. Yeah. <laughs> probably wrong, <Partner>. right? <laughs> so so it, if okay. you're someone who's looking to be a realtor, and you're thinking about it and it's a step you want to take. You're not happy in your current day job. What would be the first thing you would do as that person today to really take that step into being a realtor that could have a successful career? Um, I would say, I mean, obviously getting your real estate license, but um, understanding your niche. So just because I'm an agent and I'm successful working with investors, that's not necessarily for everyone. And some other people might have advantages that I don't. So if you're a mom, just getting involved in a mom network, or if you're um, faith centered, getting really involved with your church and your community, or if you're from a certain town, just being uh, surrounding yourself with whoever you are and whoever you're true to. And um, organically, um, you know, once you have your real estate license, once you have that network built, you'll be able to really leverage that to get more business. Um, but I would say really being authentic and true to who you really are. That's great. Fantastic. Focus. And sort of the same, same uh, question for a real estate investor. How would you say, what would be a great first action step for an investor to take to get into um, For an investor, I would say educate yourself as much as possible. Real estate investing is very, very risky. Um, and there are so many things that could go wrong, uh, surrounding yourself with a team of people that have done it before, um, that can help guide and mentor you along the way. And, um, yeah, I would say educating yourself and surrounding yourself with the right team. What would something that investors do that constantly burns them when going to resell a house? <laughs> Oh man. Um, there's a list. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I have seen, you know, a lot of investors will purchase their first investment property in their personal name and then something bad happens. So, um, you know, making sure that you purchase in an LLC, that's the first step. Um, when selecting finishes, don't select based on what you like, select based on what's selling. Um, and, um, purchasing, uh, you make your money on the buy side. So, um, you know, I will get you the most amount of money possible, but, uh, I'm not a miracle worker (laughs) and because you overpaid or, and you put so much money into it, like really knowing your numbers, um, to make sure that, um, you can still come out with a profit on the back end. Fantastic. Great, great advice. So what are some words that you live by? Too blessed to be stressed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially in this industry, um, every day my phone is ringing off the hook and I'm trying to get to everything as quickly and diligently as possible. And the world can pull you in a million directions. But uh, I have to remember that these are all blessings. And uh, even when things go wrong or not necessarily as I would like, that I have to learn from them. So they're they're all opportunities to learn. That is amazing. Well, it's been such a blessing to have you on our show today. Thank you. I fired myself as the realtor for our company. (laughs) Hiring Amanda. Oh, well, congrats on that. (laughs) Thank you. And before we let you go, though, we need to know how can others uh, find out more about you? And I'm not sure if there's a link for the podcast yet, uh, if there's a URL for that. So um, the podcast, you can look up on Instagram or Facebook at Real Estate Riches Podcast um, on either one of those platforms. You can find me online as well. So on Instagram at Amanda Nadia underscore best listings NJ or on Facebook. Um, my team name is best listings NJ. <laughs> um, so you can find me there or Amanda Nadia Abdel Said on Facebook. Um, or you can email me or call me. I'm all over the internet. So just Google my name. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, this well, has been amazing. It's been, this is, I want to, I want to keep you on here and ask you so much again. It's been a blessing to have you on. Amanda. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been a blessing to be on and I really appreciate you guys asking me to be on the show and, and having me as a guest. So Fantastic. keep up the great work. Well, thank you. This is the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason Peely. Thank you again so much, Amanda, and thank you all for listening. So grateful. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. So fun that flip. You've heard of them before. We had the founder, Matt Rodak, back in the show of episode 139, and some exciting news happening over at Fun That Flip. They now have funding for your two, three, and four family rentals. So if you're looking for fast, reliable, easy to work with funding for all of your real estate needs, and now for two, three, and four family rentals, where can we find them? You can find them at fundthatflip.com backslash the REI foundation. Again, that was fundthatflip.com backslash the REI foundation. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.